What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. Yo, what's up? Johnny King, uh, coming at you with another episode, just focusing on relationships. And something that I kind of just grew up believing, um, or not even believing, but in resistance to believing, but what the world often says is that like, yeah, over time, um, if you've been kind of partnered with someone, married to someone for a while, that eventually that spark will eventually dim or go out completely. So the question that I've had uh, in resistance to that, because I have seen a few instances, a few examples of couples who have been together for so long and yet they still live a vibrant, uh, exciting, romantic relationship. Now, most people will say, oh, your, your expectations, your standards are unrealistic, they're too high. And I say to them, go fuck yourself, you know? Hey, buddy. Hey, bud. My dog. My dog just woke up. Um, and so what I've noticed in the different retreats and seminars and coaching and relationship programs and podcasts and books that I've read, the different online programs that I've bought and, and uh, worked into to see, like, what, what really does distinguish and differentiate uh, – or I should say makes the difference between a mediocre relationship uh, and one that's amazing. There's many things, but one of them is the need for you to continuously flirt. And when I say flirt, I mean like, and I guess it comes, sometimes it becomes challenging to think like, well, I, how do you, you know, we flirt with someone, right? When we first get to know them, we kind of like play that, cat and mouse game or that there's like that kind of like sexual or romantic tension right when you're looking at your partner and they don't they don't know totally like what what's going on there it's kind of like mysterious but then when you get to know someone for so long then you kind of start taking you take them for granted or they're predictable right what I like to do and not to say that this is by by any means the way to do it but what I have found is to keep things interesting, you have to keep things spontaneous. And 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 like, I like to keep whomever I'm with, both in my platonic relationships with my buddies and my female friends, as well as my romantic uh, relationship with whoever I'm, I'm seeing at the moment, I like to keep things, like I said, uh, keep them on their toes. And one of the ways that I keep them on their toes is through uh, kind of like, humor, shock humor sometimes, spontaneity, uh, flirting, right? And so a couple of the programs I've seen is like you want to be, you, you just, it's, it's a fun way to tease, you know? So for me personally, I, I meet, you know, I, I've met 
plenty of, of women, you know, on first dates and whatnot, some of them have very thin skin. <laughs> Emotionally is what I'm saying. Using, <laughs> they, they don't take very well to teasing whatsoever. Um, I, you know, thought that I was in a long-term relationship <laughs> only a couple of months in with someone that I thought was going to be, like I said, had potential for long-term. And it became increasingly clear to me that she could not take any of my teasing, even as, as bluntly obvious that I could make it, that I was being sarcastic or, uh, or teasing, she would take offense to everything I was saying. So lo and behold, of course, when we kind of started getting into it, like that stuff would came a lot from her, her childhood and she was kind of uh, abnormally sensitive, uh, as she told me. So needless to say, that didn't work out. But with women that I do tend to get along with really well, they have an ability to, to, to tease, to pitch and catch with that, right? And that's one way that I have found, even with women that I've been dating for months or years, um, that that keeps things interesting because they like the teasing because the teasing is a kind of a way of uh, a, f- a flirtation, right? It's a way of, of kind of expressing um, endearment. You know, and you kind of know their quirks and you kind of call them out kind of funny and, you know, they do the same thing to you and you're like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Is that right? You know, and then there's kind of back and forth like witty banter. Right. And that stuff doesn't need to end, even though you may have known someone for so long. And so you need to. And this is this goes all out to my my single friends as well as my my married or coupled friends. Like if you cultivate this this kind of like uh, culture within the, the relationship of like teasingness, kind of like, you know, cat and mouse, kind of like the flirtatious uh, attitude. I think it can go a long way, dude, towards like mixing things up, right? Uh, I think it goes, it plays into the hands of like polarity, like masculine and feminine energies and how we can tease back and forth and she can use her uh, superpowers and unique feminine qualities to, to tease you as a guy and vice versa, right? And again, this is masculine and feminine tendencies. It doesn't have to be in a, uh, a hetero relationship. It can be in very much of a, a same-sex relationship, right? So it goes without saying. But what I have found with certain types of humor, let's say even sarcasm. Sarcasm, you have to be really careful with. Because sarcasm can be funny, can be done really well if it's used sparingly. But if you overuse it, it can become cutting, right? Like it can start to really dig. Um, It can start to border along the lines of passive aggressive behavior, right? And so when it comes to being goofy, when it comes to being uh, funny all the time, or like if, if, if you're funny all the time, (laughs) then people start to think that there's no depth to you. They can't take you seriously ever, right? And I've started to notice, I haven't started to notice, I've noticed over the years and I've actually kind of learned to balance these things better and better, I think as I've gotten older and more mature, I would be with certain people and they'd be like, I don't know if you're kidding or you're not, right? Because I would also use a lot of dry humor. And so I believe 
when it comes to sarcasm, dry humor, teasing, like to me, I use it as a spice, right? Let's just say oregano, right? In an amazing spaghetti sauce recipe, oregano can set it apart from all other just like off the shelf uh, spaghetti sauces, right? (laughs) If you overdo the oregano, I don't care how great the sauce originally was, you can ruin the entire thing, okay? So the same thing is true for for that type of teasing or witty banter or sarcasm or dry humor, any type of that where if it's overdone in a relationship, whether you're just meeting someone or you've been married to them for 25, 50 years, if you overdo it, then it can cause uh, resistance or uh, resentment in the other person. Where like, God, I, I just want to connect with you like a normal human being. For once, can you can you at least be serious? Can you take me serious for a second? You know, do you always have to be joking? Do you always have to be, you know, slapstick or you know, silly? Can you just be serious? So I've experienced that a lot. You know, with people giving me feedback, and I'm like, hmm, okay, duly noted, right? Sometimes I I have certainly me of all people can overdo the humor um, at times, and sometimes it works in my favor. Other times it doesn't, right? But if you avoid humor altogether, if you avoid spice altogether, then you're going to have a very bland recipe. Does that make sense, right? As a lot of people have a very bland relationship with their spouse or their significant other. So to interject and to really focus on being flirtatious, right? Or kind of teasing, you know, not in a cutting way, not in like a personal way, but little things, finding little ways to like tease them about things, I think can, can actually do a lot for keeping a relationship, um, you know, again, like exciting and mysterious and, uh, you know, intriguing, right? Even with someone who you've been seeing a really long time, right? So that's my challenge to you. A super simple, quick podcast but very relevant and very pertinent. If you, if you use this and learn to use this effectively, it can change all relationships, whether they are romantic or platonic. Like you can, you can <laughs> people can find this very endearing if you do it, a, do it well, like with coworkers or whatever, right? And always, 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 you have to keep things appropriate, right? You have to know your audience, but I think it can go a long way towards keeping things interesting Uh, as you start to sprinkle this in, but don't overdo it. If you overdo it, you're going to lose your audience. You're going to lose that connection. And next thing you know, they're going to be like choosing out of your life, right? So that's my challenge. My challenge for you is to start finding little areas, maybe just once, once in the next couple of days, once in the next 24 hours. If you are seeing someone uh, or you're married to someone, interject some of that humor, you know, interject some of that teasing into the relationship. Maybe that hasn't been there or isn't uh, something that you normally do. I imagine if it's something that you normally do, then this is kind of a uh, a podcast that you're shaking your head, nodding in agreement, like, yep, that, that is something that keeps things interesting in my relationship. But like I said, even if you're um, single and you're not partnered with anyone or you're not seeing anyone, you can easily do it with the 
person who's checking you out at the grocery store, right? Or the person who's checking you out at the at the gas station, or you get a cup of coffee and you can tease someone uh, about something, maybe not even about them, but something about their store or something like that. Like look for little areas to be, um, be maybe a light of humor and lightness in their lives. I think you'll be surprised at how well you're received if you do it well. If you don't get good, uh, <laughs> if it's not well received, then you get uh, an opportunity to reflect back on what you said and maybe curtail it a little bit. So anyways, uh, I hope you enjoy. I hope you do that. I hope you uh, tell me how it goes. And I'm looking forward to catching up with you on the next episode of the Becoming Kings podcast because on Monday, I've got a phenomenal interview coming up that you will not want to miss. Until then, have an amazing rest of your day and we'll catch up with you soon. Take care. That's it for this one and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, Follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.